Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. I'd like to start this out by making an emphatic, strong statement. We as believers have rights. The Old Testament law of Moses showed sin and judgment. The mercy seat in Hebrews 9.15 and Leviticus 16.14. The Old Testament, the seat was a seat of judgment. It showed the need for forgiveness. The Old Testament, when the blood was applied, the sins were postponed until a future time when they would be fully met. We needed someone to satisfy and to give us righteousness, someone who could open up the mercy seat for us all. Jesus came as sin for us. By his stripes we're healed. Propitiation is a big word. It's the word that explains the Father's side of salvation. All the sin of the world was laid on Jesus, and it brings satisfaction to all the sins committed past, present, and future. What happened is because we have Jesus as our substitute in us. Jesus paid the price in full. In John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes on him should not perish but have eternal life. This causes us to have open access to Father God. We have rights. In Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, for we do not have a high priest who's not able to emphasize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet he did not have sin. Let us then approach God's throne with grace and confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We have a completeness in us. It's the acts of God's grace and God's victory. In Luke 18.13, God has mercy on sinners. What it's saying there is God sees my sin and he sees that it's covered. It's paid for. Our way is open. The promise is ours. There's another word that we could use is uh, another word in the Bible, imputation. Adam's sin was pr presented to the whole human race. Our sins are in Jesus is remitted, removed. We as we turn to him. First Peter 2.24 
he himself bore our sin in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We're talking about legal rights. You have rights that are written foundationally in our lives. Discovering your rights is an amazing journey. You have no righteousness in you. No matter how wicked you are or how right you live, until you're born again. Romans 10, 3 through 4. Christ is the culmination of the law so that we may be righteous for everyone who believes. We have imputed righteousness. The righteousness of God is handed to each one of us. Christ in you has brought you to the fullness He is the head over every power and authority in our lives. There's a list of things that are against our rights working in us. Self-works, traditions, even our intellect can get in the way. Unbelief, divisions, living in a land of law and doubt and debt. In the middle of all this, we're born again, and we have a restoration act working in us. Jesus provides. We have needs. We come to Jesus. We're reaching out to him. Jesus reveals himself in a greater way as we meet, as he meets our needs. He can meet our need physically and spiritually in order to make our rights activated, our lives must be personalized with God's Word in us. The more the Word of God we put in us, the more activation we have with what God has in mind for us. In order to make our rights active in our lives, we must personalize the Word of God. Needs are met by power and revelation is God's kind of experience that we need to have. Imputation, change, growth is what we're looking for. In Acts 9.3, talks about a man, Saul of Tarsus. He was threatening the Christians during many of evil events. He was killing, he was putting in prison, He imprisoned many, and he was on his way to Damascus to do the same thing. On his trip there, he saw a light. And in the light, he said, who are you? And Jesus said, I'm Jehovah Jesus. Stricken blind, he's led into the city, and he's placed in a house on the street called Straight. And there was a fellow by the name of Ananias who was probably a leader in the church in Damascus. He uh, 
had a vision and he was supposed to go tell Saul many things that God wanted him to have. And Ananias said, wait a minute, he's a killer. And the Lord said, I'll cause him to do many things and he will suffer for me. So Paul is in the house. He knew that there would be somebody coming. He had been born again on the road to Damascus. He received his sight, baptized in water, filled with the Holy Ghost. Ananias gave a lengthy prophecy over him, and he went out preaching Jesus that very day. And the Jews plotted to kill him, and they put him down in a basket and sent him on his way. I have a view of Jacob in the Old Testament. He walked in an accumulated life of setbacks and growth. You go back one step and go forward two. But I see faith as a growing element within him and within each one of us. We have setbacks but then we keep walking. It's all a part of growth process. It's believing in the Lord for greater and greater possibilities. It's the process of becoming like Jacob, Israel, not just on the inside, but leaking out to the outside. This is a pattern showing that the great rights we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have rights. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website www.voyagethroughthebible.org.